Greetings and welcome to episode 282 of the Words About Games podcast, a weekly news and culture discussion podcast for Words About Games. And boy, we got some news for you. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, joined this week by Daffid Moody. Oddly doodly doodlays and gentlemen and everyone else, welcome. Because we've got a shit show to talk about today, but... It's Monday. You know what that means. We're going to break it all down and maybe scream at people. Or I'm... scream at. At. Of, at of people, yeah. At of those be them. Those be them, yes. Forever forever grateful, Joe Medforce. Amazing. Amazing guy. Came on last week. <laughs> Instead of this week. Well, we had a nice talk about Game Awards and video games and what our favorite video games of the year was. And Jeff Bezos, Stick Rocket. And Jeff Bezos, Stick Rocket. I know he hasn't seen it yet, but if you see this before you see your message, like like I said to you, you have an unlimited invites. Come back anytime. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. It was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Where that I don't look at my Twitter all day on Monday, and then I get home, finally get internet, boom, like 20 notifications. Like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, no. What's happened? Oh, nothing. It's nothing but fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's Jeff Bezos's dick rocket. I mean, I, I had to clip it out. I couldn't you not clip it out. You had to. It's like by, I think it was like by law. Internet podcasting content creating law i had to do it i knew it was gonna go places and it did everybody loved it everybody loved joe we loved joe we were like yes, kids we... we were like kids who's who who would like we're told like okay we've got people coming over so i want you to wash your neck and i won't wash behind the ears straighten up and be on your best behavior <laughs> that yeah. was me and you last week <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. are our very best behavior. <laughs> yeah, people who we know who don't wash behind their ears. Yeah, that was weird. You. That was weird. And we're watching you. I loved how he thought that was normal, and then literally <laughs> everybody in the in the stream was just like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Of course you wash behind your ears on purpose. <laughs> Why wouldn't they you wash I... your ears?" <laughs> but I hope they're enjoying Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, I can't get. I can't watch it yet. It's not fair. I want to, but it'll it'll keep. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not. Unlike Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Did you enjoy that the first episode of Star Trek Discovery? Oh, boy. <laughs> that went somewhere. <laughs> 2022, baby. <laughs> uh, I watched the first two episodes of Cow the Cow live-action Cowboy Bebop, so... Oh, nice. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Yeah. I, uh... Watched Avatar. The next episode must be a good one because it's 44 minutes long. What What are you on? What season are you on? I'm on season three. For episode 44. So what, are you mid... you got to be in midway then. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 yeah, you're in the midway then. Must be near there, I guess. I don't know. I try not to look ahead at like the episodes and the yeah. stuff. If so. it's a forty-four minute episode, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know where you're at. I but I sat, I sat down to watch it at uh, some point where I was like, oh, I've got like twenty minutes. I can watch an episode of Avatar. Click forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that much time. 
damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I knew it was 40 odd minutes. Two-parter, a two-part special. But it's one episode because we're episode prime and that's apparently how we do things. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Wait until you get to the, the finale. <laughs> I've already seen it. It's like an hour and a bit long. It's like more than yeah, an hour long. Yeah, it's an hour. It's four episodes. <laughs> it's an hour and a half, basically. Oh, and they've just made it into one episode because that's what it, that's that's how I knew because I, I started season three and I was like, why are there less episodes? <laughs> This season than any other season. Oh, they're not. It's just long episodes. I was like, oh, great. Thanks. Yep. yep. It's good, though. I like it a lot. <clears throat> I organized the, the shelves behind me. So, like, once I start getting lights in it and you can see everything, it's like there's like groupings, right? Mm-hmm. I was inspired by having a PlayStation and an Xbox shelf. And there's a Nintendo shelf there. And I know what light I'm getting for it. But and I was like, I need a lot more plugs, really, because there's eight fucking boxes behind me. I'm gonna need eight different fucking plugs for eight different lights. Helicopters yeah. are gonna try and land at my window every time we do a podcast. Well, that that is what Jeff Bezos was going for. So <laughs> I haven't bought any of these lights from Amazon. Thank you very much. <laughs> you you bought one of them. <laughs> I did. I did. But look, yeah, you're talking about your. I've changed my background as well. Hell yeah! I've spun around. I used to be this way. Now I'm this way. Moody just picked his entire desk up and went. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my old man back. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The back, the pain. Well, it was good. My back, my back. But no, yeah, yeah, I've changed it around. And uh, as people, oh, people won't know. They won't know, Amy. She's here. She's here. You can't see her, but she is here. She's here, people. Uh, It's even got, it's even got that at the back. uh, (laughs) It's even better, Mooney. Because I fucking played it. <laughs> I know you did. You did. You did. You did. What a world. What a world we live in. It is a world. Where I can world. say I've definitely played and streamed um, a brand new Halo game. But did you try it on this? Is that the Elite Controller? Yeah. Yeah. One of those is now on my list again. Not that one because it's way too expensive, but... Oh, it's beauty, Leo. I mean, I want one, Moody, but it's just like I can't. I I can't. I'm still struggling to justify the cost of an actual Elite controller to myself. Never mind that one. <laughs> so that's well, a lot for a controller. Well, obviously, we're we wanting to hold off as much as we want as we can until we get to the shitty news here. So how about this? I have two Elite controllers. Why don't I just give you my old one? I mean, that would be unbelievable. The uh, the pads are off. Can't do anything about that. But it still works. <laughs> the pads are off? Yeah. Um, give us one moment. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I'm moving. I've got it right here. <laughs> oh, here it is. I found but, uh, it. It's a sink case and everything. Yeah, I used to have one in Brock. <laughs> Too well, much Apex Legends. <laughs> Actually, it was Overwatch. So, yeah. so that's what I mean. The pads on here are not there. Ah, uh, the back paddles. Yeah. They've got it on this part. But here they just slid off. They that's fell off. fine. As long as you've got like the the buttons on the back, that's 
that's all I want. I just need to be able to jump and shoot people at the same time in Halo. <laughs> but oh, like, I've got you've got all the, these normal accessories. Yeah, like 130 quid just to be able to jump and shoot people in Halo seems a bit excessive. And I've got the wire around here somewhere, so I can definitely get you. I, I remember. You I remember. Yeah, let's do it. I remember the day I bought my Elite controller. I came home, I played Overwatch, and like I got gold medals on like everything <laughs> in my first match, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" The controller actually does make a difference. <laughs> yes, it does. It does indeed. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a, it's a the control. I haven't tried out my the second one yet because I played when we played uh, Forza. I used the just the normal controller. Yeah, I am going to eventually switch over and everything like that. But damn, I won't lie. Like, there's some sexy ass Xbox controllers out there right now. I'm like, there's the 20 anniversary Xbox one. I'm thinking, oh my god, that like that looks like beautifully sexy and everything like that. I mean, am we going to show off? My design lab controller is pretty sexy. Oh yeah, but they, like, didn't they release like a summer one and everything? Like, like was all mixed colors and everything. I was thinking, oh, there was the Forza sexy. Horizon Mexico controller That's that looked it. unbelievable, amazing. And I was thinking, damn it! Like I always complain that I think controllers are too expensive because they're like 50, 60 quid for like standard controllers. But, when but I'm also I'm also grateful that they're that expensive because like you know how like you D and D people like Elfie. She starts like she's a dice goblin. She buys loads of like cool dice, and she's just got fucking dice everywhere. Like I would be a controller goblin. <laughs> like if That's I could, about it. I would have like that. Those shelves would just be we'll full be control. of controllers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was thinking, oh no, I can't have another a third addiction to the buy stuff. I've already got it with the uh, the eagle moss and Funko Pops. I can't do it. For <laughs> control Xbox and, controllers, my and, partner will strangle me. And to just just off camera pile of books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd go audible. I'm okay with that. But um, yeah, it's just like I'd buy so many controllers, maybe. Like it'd be it'd be disgusting. It would be disgusting. It would be. Um, I was looking at yeah. the red PlayStation Five controller. Oh, it's oh. so nice, and I'm just Burg like, it's more burgundy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a, it's a really yeah. nice shade, yeah, um, yeah. and it's better than the white because I don't like white controllers because they they get dirty too easily. <laughs> they get dirty. They get dirty. They get dirty. But uh, it's I like this. I designed this one myself. Yeah, that does look that does look sexy. I want like I did all these different like cool color combinations <clears throat> and like all the, like purples and reds and stuff, and then I just looked at the controller and I just went. What if it was just simple? And then I did the simple thing and I just took all the colors out apart from the pink and I was like, this actually looks really good. <laughs> pink and black surprisingly does go very well with each other. Yeah. I might do another one. The the headphone jack on the controller actually is non-functional. <laughs> well, this has a headphone jack, so it's all right. Like, it's got the headphone jack. It doesn't work anymore. Like, you can't... Like, so if... Like, we use Discord because we're, you know, professional content creators. So we never use... <laughs> I said what I said. So we never use, like, party chat or voice chat or anything, but you can't use it on this controller. So clearly the Joe Medforce saying us, we are professionals, has rubbed off on you. <laughs> Everyone just keeps saying it, so I'm just going to... Go along it. with it now. <laughs> I'm just going to go along with it. Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic. Well, Moody, every Monday... 
at 8 p.m. We sit down and talk about what's going on around the games industry. Sometimes we talk about some games. We'll tell you all about what's coming out this week. And we try to guess review scores in open critic head-to-head. Two out of four of those things. Well, one out of four of those things isn't happening because there's no games coming out. <laughs> I want to launch a protest on Open Critic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that part. We've got to fill that time in somehow because there's nothing coming out for us to guess. Uh, you can get <clears throat> the video podcast over on youtube.com slash wordsaboutgamesuk or the audio version on a variety of platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more you know what, though? I'm thinking about taking us off Google Podcasts because you remember me saying a few months ago I had to re-verify my account yeah. on Google Podcasts. I just got another email saying I have to re-verify my account. And I'm like, I don't know if this is worth the hassle. <laughs> get out, drop out. Just to be like, you know what? Keep it. Like, keep it Google because the only places I actually want to be are Spotify and Apple. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking, what the fuck, man? Stop making it hard for me to put podcasts on your stupid platform. <clears throat> uh, there's timestamps in the description wherever you choose to get your podcast so you can watch this podcast in any order you want. I'd say I normally make a joke about skipping all of the bad news, but I mean, if you do that, thanks for watching. It's been a great podcast. We'll see you next week. Uh, if you want to <laughs> hang out hang out with us while we play some games, head over to twitch.tv slash words about games. This week's streams... On Monday at 12 p.m., so it's already happened. Sorry. <laughs> I'm playing Lost Judgment. On Wednesday at 9.30 p.m., I'm playing Unpacking. On Thursday at 7 p.m., I don't know what I'm playing because I was supposed to decide before we sat down to record this podcast, and I forgot. And then on Saturday at 8.30 p.m., we're playing Among Us and other multiplayer shenanigans. There may also be a wild moody appearing. On I might so appear, did, you like, yeah. did you like it? Did you like it? Yeah, I made a wild it relevant. moody might appear. He might appear, and someone might try and throw a pokeball at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So no one people people didn't realize I streamed a couple of days. I streamed two days in a row. I just streamed Friday and Saturday. I so we streamed Monday to Saturday between the two of us. What, we streamed every day. <laughs> we streamed today. every day last week. Wow! <laughs> Damn, we were busy. We were busy. Uh, it was oh, it good? Uh, the bits that I saw of the Pokemon <clears throat> stream were good, and you did it. You did a great job with the Among Us stream. Especially when there wasn't many people there, which was really disappointing, but you can't do anything about that. We still had fun. All those losers out there who were like, I'm not going to play Among Us tonight. You missed out because it was a great time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) put a sticky piece. (laughs) We did everything we could. And you'll you'll get that uh, on December 1st. No. December 16th, when that highlights video drops. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're now praying to the gods. <laughs> We're doing everything. <laughs> manifest it. <laughs> we did. We, we did manifest it. No, we did not. Well, but you want to know what did get manifest, ladies and gentlemen? Activision. Yep. Content warning coming up here for uh, sexual assault right, and rape. Um, and discussions of those things as we dive into the news of the week. 
Activision's Bobby Kotick knew of rape allegations, kept them quiet, new report says. This is from Owen Escott over at Polygon, who writes, A Wall Street Journal report on Tuesday said that despite what he told Activision Blizzard's board of directors, Chief Executive Bobby Kotick did know of allegations of employee sexual misconduct throughout the company, including a rape allegation one former Sledgehammer Games employee made against a court worker. Kotick, says the journal, cut his own salary and promised zero-tolerance changes to Activision's harassment policy after the newspaper asked questions regarding the sledgehammer rape allegation last month. Tuesday's report depicts Kotick... Sorry, let me try that again. Tuesday's report depicts Kotick, Activision's boss for the past 25 years, as minimizing the problem to his board, if not outright hiding his full knowledge of it from them. The journal's report also mentions an incident at Treyarch in which the Call of Duty Studios co-lead was accused of sexual harassment and that Kotick intervened to limit disciplinary measures meted out against the accused employee, Dan Bunting. Activision responded to the journal with a written statement saying Kotick could not, quote, reasonably be expected to have been updated on all personal issues, end quote. A statement from Activision's board said Kotick had kept them, quote, informed at all times with respect to the status of regulatory matters, end quote, and denied that Kotick minimized the scope of the problem or said it was limited to Blizzard Entertainment's work environment. But the journal's lengthy report, documented with internal memos and emails, at least cast Kotick's response since Activision was sued by California regulators in July as negligent and focused on damage control rather than acknowledging or cleaning up a toxic workplace culture. After news of the allegations broke, Activision was hit with a shareholder lawsuit alleging that Kotick's negligent management, as well as several allegedly false statements to investors that omitted mention of the sex harassment charges, tanked the company's share price. The allegation regarding Sledgehammer Games also extends the scope of the problem at Activision, which publicly had been thought to be contained to Blizzard Entertainment, the makers of the Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch franchises. Sledgehammer Games is a Call of Duty studio and developed Call of Duty Vanguard, which launched two weeks ago. The journal says that a lawyer for the former Sledgehammer employee sent an email to Kotick himself alleging her client had been raped in 2016 and 2017 by a supervisor at the studio. After taking that accusation to Sledgehammer's human resources officers, officers, nothing happened, leading to the email to Kotick and the threat of a lawsuit. Activision, the journal reported, quickly settled the matter out of court, but Kotick did not tell the board of directors about the alleged rapes or the the settlement. (coughs) Kotick, the journal said, also drafted the notorious email sent out by Fran Townsend, the company's chief compliance officer, which resulted in an employee walkout at Blizzard. Activision employees singled out Townsend for an abhorrent and and insulting response in the crisis's early days, and Kotick later apologized for the company's tone without saying he was directly responsible for the memo. Townsend, quote, should not be blamed for this mistake, end quote, an Activision spokeswoman told the journal. Nonetheless, she was exoriated in news reports about the memo, deleted her Twitter presence in the social media aftermath of that, and left her position as executive sponsor of the company's internal women's network. She is still with Activision and is one of very few women among its senior executive ranks. Polygon reached out to Activision for additional comment and in a statement, the company called the Wall Street Journal's report, quote, a misleading view of Activision Blizzard and our CEO. Instances of sexual misconduct that were brought to his attention were acted upon. The WSJ ignores important changes underway to make this the industry's most welcoming and inclusive player workplace, and it fails to account for the efforts of thousands of employees who work hard every day to live up to their and our values, end quote. <clears throat> then, later... <laughs> 
the co-head of Call of Duty developer. This is from a different story. Treyarch, Dan Bunting, who you might remember as a person I just mentioned in the previous news story, has left the studio after a Wall Street Journal investigation into a sexual harassment claim against him from 2017. Bunting's departure is part of a larger story about Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick's awareness of and response to serious sexual harassment allegations at the publisher's own studios, including Sledgehammer Games and Treyarch. Bunting was the subject of an internal investigation in 2019 over accusations that he sexually harassed a female employee in 2017, according to the Wall Street Journal. The result of that investigation recommended that Bunting be fired, the journal reports, but Kotick intervened and Bunting was allowed to keep his position. An Activision spokesperson told the journal that, quote, other disciplinary measures, end quote, were imposed on Bunting, and the journal reports that he left Treyarch after the newspaper inquired about the accusation and investigation. An Activision spokesperson confirmed Bunting's departure in an email to Polygon. Later still, because this this is one of those podcasts that's going to be a complete mess, by the way, <laughs> of like mostly one stories exploded into about 10 different things but i wanted to get a few things in the start before we started discussing them uh we got jason schreer on twitter saying bobby kotick is doubling down in a video to employees this morning passed along to me he attacked the wsg article and defended activision quote anyone who doubts my conviction to be the most welcoming and inclusive workplace doesn't really appreciate how important this is to me end quote and then lastly for this portion of me reading the news the Activision investors' response. Quote, The Activision Blizzard board remains committed to the goal of making Activision Blizzard the most welcoming and inclusive company in the industry. Under Bobby Kotick's leadership, the company is already implementing industry-leading changes, including a zero-tolerance harassment policy, more on that later, a dedication to achieving significant increases to the percentages of women and non-binary people in our workforce, and significant internal and external investments to accelerate opportunities for diverse talent. The board remains confident that Bobby Kotick appropriately addressed workplace issues brought to his attention. The goals we have set ourselves are both critical and ambitious. The board remains confident in Bobby Kotick's leadership, commitment, and ability to achieve these goals. End quote. There's a lot to take. There's a lot, and we've got more to talk about yeah. as well, no doubt about that. Um, <clears throat> it took you two, what, three weeks? Activision to turn us saying reasonably all right things about you. Said, yo, you're doing something, unlike Ubisoft, you're doing something to literally you didn't you didn't just bury yourselves. You've drilled through to the other side of the flipping planet already. Like <laughs> you're in space. Like this is insane. Um we've already we already have known how corrupt and vindictive of a t person bobby copic is the guy took home what 150 million dollars last year to himself and fired what thousand employees the in january or something yeah that yeah. opened at this at the beginning of this year and everything like that which we know we already said it last week or the week before that's coming again we know they're gonna fire another bunch of people in in the next four months we know that it's their annual thing WWE have just done it again. You can see it. Yeah, basically. Record yeah. profits, between... record firings. Yeah, basically, yeah. Bobby Kopic, you, I already didn't like you. 
But you've gone, you now are like one of the worst people on this planet. And it's disgusting that you are still in your role at, at Activision. I agree. Like, I was I was contemplating, I'll, I'll open and admit this. I was contemplating after, like, because we, like, we said, Amy, that, yeah, we want you to do things. Like, you're doing things. Yay, congrats, blah, blah, blah. It's small, it's minimalistic, but you are, like I said, doing something compared to Ubisoft. I was contemplating, we can possibly maybe even talk about other news about Activision now. Because we, like we said, just like Ubisoft, we're not going to talk about and accept the bad shit because that's the only thing that needs to be reported upon. I was going to go and say that. Nah, I'm not saying that anymore. I'm like, nope. Thank you, Bobby Kovic. Well, you t- you made me change my mind within the five seconds of seeing that article. And even more, <clears throat> Activision Blizzard to yourself here. If you think that the Wall Street Journal it report is severely inaccurate, you don't know who the hell you are messing with when it comes to re- reporters. They are some of the elite when it comes to doing proper journalistic reporting and they would have made sure that every single thing is this is not only corroborated it's backed up second source third source and probably even fourth or fifth freaking source that this all was accurate yep i mean we they, all they backed know, it up with memos and emails yeah we all know what they got was spot on against you bobby copy and to even more like right can i just interject yeah. Go on, yeah. Like, so, obviously, we don't know Bobby Kotick personally. We don't know anyone who knows Bobby Kotick personally. Um, this, what we've, what I've read here and what Moody's listened to is the Polygon summary of the Wall Street Journal article. But both myself and Moody have read the Wall Street Journal article, um, which goes into a lot more detail, as you might imagine. Um, but, like, to, to talk about corroboration, both Moody and myself also know people who work at Activision Blizzard or have worked at Activision Blizzard in the past. And could, we've been able to corroborate some stuff ourselves in terms of, like, the workplace culture or the videos that Bobby Kotick puts out every now and again. So... Like, it's not like... It's not like we're going into this going, yes, I trust blindly trust... Which I do. I blindly trust the journalists at the Wall Street Journal anyway, but it's not like I have to. It's not like you have to because we both have we both know and have to talk to multiple people who know because they have worked there before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So, uh, so to go back to what I was going to say, I was even going to say, you even threw one of the people in the... In- under the bus in Fran Townsend, who we even slated when the whole thing came out about her and everything. And she's still a despicable, <laughs> deplorable person. Let's just be franker yet. But you threw her under the bus and they come out and say, oh, we, we, oh I didn't know anything about it. Our, our memo was it was wrong and everything like that. You wrote it, you despicable human being. Like, like seriously, it's... It's an, it's disgusting. And then let's go score to um, you know, Mr. Dan Burton. Don't ever come into the video game industry ever again. I want you out. Don't ever, ever come near it. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Stay the hell away from the video game industry. You do not deserve to be in it. Technically, <sighs> going, technically going off what the report says, you should technically be flipping in jail. Like a lot of these people. I mean, if are. only the um, justice system worked that way, but that is a very touchy subject at the moment, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially what happened this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, this. 
the industry we were like Wayne and Amy we both love the video game industry but but we also flipping hated at the same time when we see these type of things this we has hate. been our week basically yeah. like I mean yeah. we've we've played games and we streamed and we had fun and you know we chatted about Formula One and wrestling and and all sorts of cool shit you know it's not like we're just being consumed by this but like at the same time this has been this has been all our discord's been for the last since Tuesday so like the last five days and it's just been more of this it's been like it, i mean it's been like this for for months because unlike a lot of people out there we will actually continue to talk about and dig and find out about all of this stuff irregardless yeah. of whether it's the big news or not right like there's people out there who don't want to talk about this when ign talk about it or in kind of funny talk about it but it's all it's all out there and it's all happening. Like to what you were saying before I dig it, really start digging into picking this apart. The what you were saying was it's kind of funny to me now because I'm uh, talking about maybe we'll talk about Activision, like positive game Activision game stories, their yeah, games yeah. and stuff. Because what well, I I had actually been contemplating because as we've said, as I've said to you in the past, like I follow a lot of cool people on Twitter who act on Call of Duty Vanguard, who I would, who yeah. I like and want to support. And I was like, well, I might actually pick up Call of Duty Vanguard and give it a go. Um, because to support those people. Um, and then Tuesday happened. <laughs> I think I woke up from a nap and the first thing I saw on Twitter was oh, the pol- was this Polygon no. thing. And I just dropped it in Discord and you were immediately there and it all went from there. Um, I I hate the phrase. I'm not surprised by this. Like I think it, like it, it gets under my skin because a lot of people use it to try and dismiss a discussion of of something. I'm not surprised by this because there's no. We've talked about this with Eve Gilmore for the past eighteen months. There's no way Bobby Carter could possibly have not known about stuff that was going on. What it and. As it turns out, according to the Wall Street Journal, so I'm going to say Keith's thing of allegedly, like as it turns out, like the the problems at Activision Blizzard were worse than we knew because we've been focusing on Blizzard, everything that came out about Blizzard Entertainment. But it turns out, Treyarch, Sledgehammer Games, things have been happening all across the company, which again, we didn't know for sure. But we kind of knew, right? We knew we knew yeah, yeah. that this was happening yeah. all across the company and all across the industry. Yeah. Um, and Bobby Kotick has directly intervened in these matters to cover them up, to get them done quietly so that something like this, what is happening right now, wouldn't happen. And that's just despicable. But Bobby Kotick has always been a despicable person. Like we said a couple of weeks ago when he got his pay dropped to the minimum that you can get it dropped in California. Like, this is performative. This, this is, the, the, like, he's not doing this because he feels bad. He's not doing this because of any of the reasons that he said. He's doing this to try and deflect the heat. And it turns out yeah. we know, now know what the heat he was trying to deflect is. Because yeah. this, this, is, this was his response to being questioned about this by the Wall Street Journal, who had all of this information. Like, you go into the Wall Street Journal article, which I'll leave a link to in the description of the podcast, and there's even more information. Um, there was a lawsuit... Um, there was a lawsuit years ago, allegedly, which was uh, dismissed... Uh, which was settled, sorry, out of court, not dismissed, um, where Bobby Kotick threatened to have a female employee killed. 
And his defense of that was, well, I was, it wasn't, I wasn't serious. I was just joking. It's like, Bobby, you're a CEO of a company. You can't go around. Like, nobody on this planet can go around joking about having someone killed, but you're a CEO of a company. You definitely can't do that. <laughs> like, there's more detail to the, to, to, than to what we're talking about here. Um, which doesn't, which, it's just, it's a lot to take in. Again, um, here we are again, right, Mood? Here we are again. Like, here we are again. It's uh, yeah, it's like it's a, it's incredibly difficult like to hear these type of things and hear all these things and, but it, I'm glad it's out there. I'm glad it's coming out. Like it needs to be out. Like this is the thing about it. This ain't this ain't uh this is this is shared. I'm gonna say this right now. This is shared at these ones. I'm gonna call it. This ain't IGN. This ain't a GameSpot. This ain't Kotaku. This ain't Eurogamer. This is the Wall Street Journal. This is a site that will get an article out there that will get big news sites talking about them. And he, they were on the big news sites in America. I know that as a fact. So... <laughs> this is serious this is, uh, journalism. And I say that with the absolute respect... To some of the amazing journalism I've seen at places like you've just mentioned, but <clears throat> this is this is serious journalism we're talking but about. I, I I don't mean that as the people who were there. I'm more mean at the company for them because they hamstring those people. We know there's some amazing people at those places who sadly can't talk about these type of newses because they don't want to root. They, those companies don't want to ruin the relationships. Yeah, right. They have I mean, with these and we saw it like, not that long ago with IGN in terms of yeah. the, the when they try to do the thing for the palestinian crisis so we know that like it's difficult yeah. for big sites like that to even get going with stuff like this yeah there's no doubt about it so like yo there's <sighs> i i'll say this right now i don't think i'll ever play a, a, a activision game ever again until as long as bobby copic and his border there in general <laughs> because the board like they they came out and they defended this they came they out sure and did. they're on the they came out and they are on the side of abusers, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone. They are literally they are. on the side of abusers. And in case you didn't hear him the first time, I'll say it. They are on the side of abusers. And it's disgusting to think that. It's disgusting to think that all of this is happening. Like right now, the only good thing is that their stock is tanking like crazy. But we know it's not going to hurt them. In the long run, and we bloody know this, and that's the thing what makes it even more worse. Um, the only thing, the only thing that's happened that's well, there's a couple of other things that we'll get into, but the one I did smile when I heard that they stayed, the staff staged another walkout again. They did. It was, it's I, not I was in like, here. Um, but yeah, I yeah. was going to bring it up that yeah, it was a very impromptu walkout, so it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't as organized because it kind of happened on the day. Um, that all of this happened. Um, we we'll probably get into it when we talk about the petitions. Yeah, but, uh, but um, Activision Blizzard man looks like what the hell? What the hell? Yeah, I'm gonna bring it up again because I brought it up a couple of weeks ago. But like for the for the quarter ended September 30th, 2021, Activision Blizzard's net revenues presented in accordance with GAP were 2.07 billion dollars, as compared with 1.95 billion dollars for the third quarter of 2020. So they they made two billion dollars. So yeah, it, the the investors are absolutely not gonna wanna 
throw Bobby Kotick out because he makes them a fuck ton of money. Well, the board and the shareholders are two different things. That's the thing I think people have got to realise, and they don't, that's why I think a lot of people are getting a little confused online and everything. Because board and shareholders are two different things. Yes, board are still technically shareholders, but they're even more power than normal shareholders because they're actually on the board. And they're talking about what we're going to do to make even more money. Shareholders, nine times out of ten, just sit in the background and let their let their that the stuff they own just work again just accumulate wealth and everything that's all they do but if it's gonna often act they only get involved unless it actively hurts them and that's what we've seen when it came to the thing a couple of a couple of days ago and everything but yeah but even then um, the so we've got the investors response i know it's the activision blizzard board remains committed etc 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 but the you'll see a news story if you go digging around about this uh, that came out recently which i haven't added into our show notes about uh, the activ- about Activision shareholders call for Bobby Kotick's resignation. It's a shareholders group um, that own around, and I'm doing this from memory, so it might not be 100% accurate, around like 1% or 2% of Activision Flissed stock. Like, yeah. it's, it's cool that some shareholders have come out and blended sort of that support to, hey, Bobby Kotick needs to go because Bobby Kotick needs to fucking go. He's a piece of shit. But like it doesn't really have much weight to it especially when the board remains committed to bobby kotick i made a tweet when i saw when i read this statement because it includes that it includes the phrase under bobby kotick's leadership the company is already implementing industry leading changes etc 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 and a message to the board, if you're going to continue on this path, you might want to steer clear of the phrase under Bobby Kotick's leadership because they, you can add a lot to the end of that sentence. We just did. Under Bobby Kotick's leadership, people got raped and he tried to help cover it up, allegedly, according to the Wall Street Journal. I just hit my thumb off the spring of my... <laughs> Of a microphone, and I made a sound effect at the end of that sentence. It went bong. <laughs> Oops, I mean to do that. <laughs> Serious podcast. That's why, it's, that's why I said, "Wait, why is my eyebrow?" When he said "professionals again." Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's continue with the shit fire that is Activision, Amy. Oh, I can you imagine how bad a shit fire would smell? Like, on top of the fact that there's a fire, like, it would also smell terrible. Yeah. Fires don't smell that great in there first Exactly, place, so. right? <laughs> yeah, but if it's a fire of just shit. <laughs> <laughs> or as we like to call it, a day at Activision Blizzard. <laughs> Blizzard's first female co-leader only got equal pay after tendering her resignation. This is from Maddie Myers over at Polygon, who writes... Facing a lawsuit for gender discrimination brought by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, Activision Blizzard replaced its president, J.L. Brack, with two core leaders, Jen O'Neill and Mike Ibarra. Blizzard's announcement of O'Neill and Ibarra's new roles presented them as equals, but that apparently did not extend to their paychecks. A mere three months after accepting her new position, Jen O'Neill departed Blizzard, and this past week, further reporting has painted a picture as to why. 
According to a Wall Street Journal report published on Tuesday, O'Neill sent an email to the company's legal team a month after accepting her new role as co-leader. In that message, she expressed a lack of faith in leadership, saying, quote, It was clear that the company would never prioritize our people the right way, end quote. The Wall Street Journal's report also noted that Ibarra was paid more than O'Neill, despite both of them serving as co-leaders. Further reporting from IGN on Wednesday sheds more light on the pay disparity between the two co-leaders. The article quotes from the Activision Blizzard Slack channel for employees, where Ibarra apparently described the situation to his colleagues as follows, quote, Jen and I shared with management that we wanted to be paid the same to co-lead Blizzard together. Jen and I were both on existing contracts. I ran Battle.net and online products, and she ran Vicarious Visions, so our pay was different. The first time both Jen and I were offered a new contract, it was the same across both of us for the new co-leader of Blizzard roles, so our compensation was going to be the same, end quote. In other words, when Ibarra and O'Neill got promoted into their co-leader positions, they did not receive a raise right away. Their pay remained the same at first. Since Ibarra was already paid more than O'Neill, he continued to receive more money after accepting the promotion. IGN's report also quotes Slack logs in which O'Neill apparently asserted that she did not want to engage, quote, in a debate, end quote, with her colleagues about the situation. She further clarified that she was eventually offered pay equity with Ibarra, but this payment contract was only extended to her after she had informed the company that she was quitting. In her words, quote, while the company informed me before I tendered my resignation that they were working on a new proposal, we were made equivalent offers only after I tendered that resignation, end quote. O'Neill will remain at Activision Blizzard until the end of the year, and according to IGN, she informed her colleagues that she intends to operate in good faith as a co-leader with Ibarra in, until the conclusion of her time at the company. Well, 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 what a surprise that there was a paid disparity between two co-leads and between different sexes. What a surprise, especially as it's at Activision Blizzard. Um, uh, yeah. But the gender pay gap's fake. Yeah, yeah sure it is. Um, yeah, definitely fake. I have a question about, so like, Setting aside everything we we are going to talk about about this news story for a moment, I have I have a I just I have a question just about, and I know what the answer is. I'm being very facetious when I ask this question. Why, before they were both made joint colleagues of Blizzard Entertainment, General Neal was running a studio, Vicarious Visions, and yes. Mikey Barra was just working at part of Blizzard. Now, and I say just, I sorry, I don't want to diminish. I'm what what I'm sure was a challenging battle, job battle.net battle. Battle. So and online, online products production, that's, yeah, that's he was not running them. a studio is what i'm trying to yeah. get at here yeah, yeah, and yeah, yet okay. he was still paid more than the person he was running a studio yeah but why moody because <laughs> i'll say what samantha carter says on the first episode oh, target sg1 because her reproductive organs are inside and not outside basically um but she could still kick ass and she was amazing Captain Carter. um colonel carter, colonel let's carter. Major colonel carter. carter colonel she's full-blood colonel she was end. all of them she was all of them. She was all of them. yeah captain um, major yeah, it was because she was a woman general. i get it like it's yeah. just it fucking yeah. it, like that it's, like that's the part of the story that first jumped out at me where i was just like why was she already on less money she was doing she was running vicarious visions who were responsible for tony hawks last year uh i believe so i'll double check one of one of the 
most highly critically received games of 2020, as opposed to the game that Blizzard released last year, Warcraft 3 Reforged, one of the biggest disappointments of 2020. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a podcaster. You see me. That's true. We are just podcasters. Uh, this has just been this has been the thing that's been the, as old as time, everybody. Uh, it's disgusting, it's wrong, and it's despicable. Even more, it's even more worse than that. I think in the uh, going off what it, like how it says, like she actually had a high position even in him anyway, and she was on a lower wage than him, and that just makes it even worse. I will, I'll say one thing to the sport for them and the, uh, to both of them in general. Do not take a promotion without getting your contracts sorted or pay, making sure your pay has been put up to you. I can appreciate the opportunity may have been awesome and everything, but for me, you go say, actually, no, I'm not signing anything until you give me a pay rise. I'm in a higher position now, and I'm co-leading this co- you company want me to lead, You want me to lead Blizzard? Blizzard, have you seen what's going on right now? There's <laughs> <laughs> a fire behind me. I don't know how to put it out. <laughs> yeah. um, so you give me that money, yeah, and you make sure that they are, you are equal pay. And everything before you before anything that that's just me personally there like for me uh, we are like I think she's gonna do amazing things after she leaves she the week I think she, we all know this and everything and but we talked about uh, her uh, when she tended her resignation week, um, got two weeks ago one of the two like two week two weeks uh, it wasn't last week so it must have been uh, two or three weeks ago um and and like I didn't know that much about her before before she resigned um. But like paying attention to what people were saying on Twitter, like people whose opinions I respect and trust, um, like it seemed like Blizzard was actually losing someone good, um, which was a shame, especially at the moment. But also at the same time, like if anyone good wants to get the fuck out of that company, do it because it's not a great, it's not a great place to be. And I fully respect anybody who yeah. who feels the need to get the fuck out of there. Um, yeah. But someone like the 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 disappointing part is that like Blizzard and Activision Blizzard as a as a company as a whole, not just Blizzard Entertainment, need people like Jen O'Neill if they're gonna be able to turn this around. Not for Kotick and the investors on the board, but for the people who work there, um, who deserve so much better than they've been getting for the past twenty five years under Bobby Kotick's leadership. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um... I would be very surprised if she's not ahead of her own company and thrown out a game within the next ten years. Was she's doing diversity stuff across the industry, if I remember correctly? Oh yeah, no, but I'm, I'm saying like within the next ten years. So I think I'll be very surprised um, if she doesn't something private. I hope she, I hope she does it, and I hope she kicks ass at it because it's sorely, sorely needed uh, in the in the games industry as a whole. We now know more, even more, why she's moving into the diversity thing, and uh, and why she left Blizzard after like three months of as a co-leader. Yeah. yeah, she wants to make sure that diversity is working very well, but also that everyone probably gets equal pay in the right positions and everything. I mean, so if you're both a colleague and like both a co-head, you're getting paid the same. Yeah. So so yeah. So the thing is, it's like we when you talk about when we talk about like Kotick and the and the, the Fran Townsend and Jalen Brack, the board of directors, the investors, it's like. I mean, you've probably picked up on it over the past few months if you've been following this podcast while the Activision Blizzard scandal continues is I don't really trust anything they say. Um, so when someone like Jen O'Neill is now coming out and saying, quote, it was clear that the company would never prioritize our people the right way, end quote, that to me is damning because that's someone who is near or was near the top of this company. I guess still is because she hasn't left yet. Um, he is near the top of one of these companies. 
and is expressing the same things that we've been expressing um, for the past few months on this podcast, and that is very troubling um, because it tells me that this what what like Activision have been trying to, to paint this as a thing that's happened in the past. Um, and it's something that they're moving away from with all of the initiatives that Bobby Kotick has, has announced. But this tells me that that's not the case because someone like Jen O'Neill is literally quoted as saying, it's clear that the company would never prioritize our people the right way. So whatever, so the initiatives that, that, are, being, that are being started at Activision Blizzard don't sound like they're doing what they need to do to help address problems at the company yep pretty much like i put more weight in general neil's words than i put in <laughs> so many more people at blizzard put together i agree so that's where we're at there let's uh, keep going Activision Blizzard staff and players are petitioning for Bobby Kotick's resignation. This is from Chris Scullion over at VGC. He writes, a significant number of Activision Blizzard employees and players are petitioning for the company's CEO, Bobby Kotick, to step down following recent misconduct allegations. A staff petition calling for Kotick's resignation launched on Thursday and had been signed by over 1,300 Activision Blizzard employees at the time of publication. Excuse me. It states, quote, We, the undersigned, no longer have confidence in the leadership of Bobby Kotick as the CEO of Activision Blizzard. The information that has come to light about his behaviors and practices in the running of our companies runs counter to the culture and integrity we require of our leadership and directly conflicts with the initiatives started by our peers. We ask that Bobby Kotick remove himself as CEO of Activision Blizzard and that shareholders be allowed to select the new CEO without the input of Bobby who we are aware owns a substantial portion of the voting rights of shareholders, end quote. As well as the internal petition, a public online petition is also being shared by employee group ABK Workers Alliance. Quote, we have had several people reaching out and asking what they can do to be an active supporter of ABK Workers Alliance. As employees move to sign a petition calling for the removal of Bobby Kotick, we call for our supporters to sign a petition of their own, end quote. At the time of writing, the petition has more than 11,000 verified signatures. I'm pretty sure when I signed it, it had 20,000, so that number's definitely gone up. Um, I'm going to double-check it while Moody says whatever he's going to say. So the number's up to 20,000, you say? I believe that's what it was when I signed it last night. Oh, that's fascinating. So it must be people obviously outside of it and everything. Yeah, so, pre- so there's the I'm petition. Sure there's only 8,000 employees of Activision. Yeah, so there's the petition. The first petition was the petition that was just being signed. It's it like it's like an internal company petition being signed by people who work at Activision Blizzard. Uh, the second one um, that we talked about, that that was uh, that's a change.org, I think it is. Uh, which was created and shared by ABK by a better ABK the Twitter account um, for everybody to sign, kind of like the Ubisoft petition um, from a while yeah. ago. Um, yeah, I saw it last night. Um, uh, here it is. I'm looking up how many people have signed it right now. It's loading. Twenty two thousand two hundred and forty one. 42, 43. Okay, I'm going to stop looking at that. <laughs> Still going so up. Um, even as you speak. Yeah. Much. Well, that's good. I'm happy to see that. Um, 
This is the only way it's going to... Well, this is not the only way. I think the, the other, another story that we're going to talk about shortly will... I think another story, another yeah, way. is the way. Is the, yeah, way. <laughs> is the way that could probably hurt them here. Um, there's no doubt about this. Uh, the staff deserve nothing but love and attention here to like and to support in any way you can. And when I mean support is that you... you no offense, you don't buy the game, you support them in this way, and you yeah. literally call out for Bobby Copic and everything like that. You can you get back to the game later on, but this right now, you, the detention needs to be moved from the from whatever you want to play with from the from this company to support and the developers who've actually created the game that you want to play and everything. It's um, Bobby Comet needs to be removed as CEO. We all know this, and this is something that needs to happen. Hopefully, it will happen, uh, but it's going to be a tenuous. It's going to be a long process until it actually happens. If it actually happens, there's no doubt about it. Just like Ubisoft and everything like that, he's going to try and dig his head into the sand and just he ignore everything to try and get weasel his way out of this. There's... But and like, but and we all know the only way this is going to hurt them is 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 their profit margin. And the only way this is going to hurt them and the staff are doing the right thing is like they're signing petitions. They're walking out. They're, they're they're in protest now, and that's what they need to do. I was saying that. What well, as I was saying, like last week and the weeks before that, Ubisoft staff, should, I think, should start doing this as well because they're clearly not going to listen to you. And they're completely ignoring you. Which they've done Bobby some of their petitions. Yeah. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. But I know, but yeah, but um, like Activision now, like you need, we need to start rallying this and pushing this really hard and everything like that. You can support these people properly. And I mean properly. I'm talking to everybody here. Content creators alike who needs to need to play the game um, and everything to create content. Um, people out there who just want to play their games and everything like that, just dig their heads into the sands like Bobby Copic is done. Please don't do that. Sign this petition. Support them. Give them all your love. Send them that. Send them love. Saying you're thinking about us. Saying you will support them. Say you will not buy this game at this moment in time. Show Bobby Kopic that he's not untouchable. So, to bring it back around to to what you were talking about there of support, um, because we see this batted around a lot. We saw it with uh, the the Hogwarts game. I've seen it with the fucking Ubisoft games last year and this year, and obviously with Activision Blizzard games, with Riot games, with Rockstar. Like with it, every time this happens, we see the thing of support, right? And how I want to support the developers by buying the game. You are not supporting the developers by buying the game. The, there's a popular sentiment that that will say that circulates whenever. Something like this happens, and people talk about, well, I'm not going to buy any games, of, in this case, Activision Blizzard games, right? Because I don't want to support them financially, because we have goals, right? We have a better, a better Activision has demands that they want met, and I think that they should get those demands met, and now we want Bobby Kotick gone, because he's a piece of human garbage. But... There'll always be that counter-argument from, from certain people of... Well, the more staff will get fired, right? If I don't buy the games, they'll lose money. The first people who are gonna get who are gonna get it are the staff, guys, girls, everybody else. I, I've got some news for you. Activision Blizzard fires their staff regardless. It doesn't matter if you buy Call of Duty Vanguard or not. Like you could buy Call of Duty Vanguard and Warzone microtransactions and Diablo Fury Remastered or whatever the fuck it's called, like. To, into, into stratospheric proportions so that all of these games are the best-selling games of all time in the video game industry. Activision Blizzard will still fire staff. You not buying these games is sending a message to the, the investors, to the shareholders, that they're not making as much money anymore. 
staff will still get fired. That is true. Staff were always going to get fired anyway. I'm sorry. That is the cold, hard reality of this situation. <laughs> Either way. The best way you can support the staff right now is to do what they're actually asking you to do. Sign the petitions. <laughs> support them on Twitter. Support their action. I get it. You want to play Call of Duty. You want to play Diablo. I like Call of Duty. Talk shit about it for the past few years because I think it can be better than it is. But as you like it, and I did miss playing Call of Duty this year, but I'll get over it because supporting people who are in a terrible workplace, who are being abused, who who fear going to work is way more important than me being able to play and make content about Call of Duty or Overwatch or Diablo or whatever else is coming next from Activision Blizzard. There are some things that are just more important than being able to play a video game. And a lot of the general game playing public won't know anything about this. So I guess I'm kind of, I guess at this point, I'm kind of addressing other content creators and people who are a part of this industry, not the industry, I mean the industry of talking about video games, in that we have an opportunity to make a real difference by not letting Call of Duty trend, by not letting Activision trend for the wrong reasons because their games are out, by at the very least highlighting and addressing these things while we talk about the games at the same time. Instead... What we're doing is we're playing Warzone and we're playing Call of Duty Vanguard and we're playing Far Cry 6 uh, and we're just consuming them uncritically. And we're not challenging anybody in our audiences to really think about what's important to them and where they stand. And we're not, we're not giving the information to people. There'll be people out in there in certain people's audiences who have no idea what's going on. And that's on us to to stand up for the things that we think are right. Yeah. Uh, should we move on? Yes. Whew, there's a theme to this podcast. I don't know if you've picked up on it yet. No, I have not. Activision Blizzard's zero-tolerance policy on harassment won't apply to Kotick, staff reportedly told. This is from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. He writes... Bobby Kotick was again defended by Activision Blizzard leadership during a company meeting where employees were told its new zero-tolerance policy would not apply to claims made this week against its CEO. The all-hands gathering had been advertised as a place for employees to question the company's management following the week's devastating report, which detailed numerous allegations, instance, uh, numerous alleged instances of sexual assault and harassment in Activision Blizzard, and which investigated Kotick's involvement in dealing with various cases. But staff heard little new. The game. Uh, let me try that again. But staff heard little new. Game developer reported, citing sources on the call who said that pre-screen questions were given answers repeating the company's pre-stated defenses. There was apparently nothing to suggest Activision Blizzard execs would not continue to stand by Kotick in the short term. When asked whether Activision Blizzard's zero tolerance policy to harassment, something Kotick only announced last month, would apply to Kotick himself, staff were told no. Activision Blizzard execs said they did not, quote, have evidence, end quote, of Kotick's own alleged harassment of employees, such as the time he is claimed to have threatened to kill a staff member, as these occurred over a decade ago. 
Employees were also told that the company's upcoming Thanksgiving break had been extended, something staff suspected was an attempt to dampen further criticism. Yeah, because they would have known about this article because the Wall Street Journal would, oh, have, yeah. would have told them, we're going to release an article, you're not going to like it. It's the Do right, you have any quotes? Right to reply, right? It's like, because yeah. they're proper journalists, right? But yep. yeah. Yep. Um, I'll just say what's the best thing when it comes to the Tory government in the UK. One rule for them, and it's one rule for us. Uh, yeah, uh, Activision Blizzard. Hey, I'm talking to you. I've been talking to you all night, but I'll talk to you even more. You don't have a zero tolerance policy against harassment because if you did, then you wouldn't have to say that Kotick was immune to a zero tolerance policy from harassment. So guess what? You don't have one. So that was a lie. Um, as far as evidence that of Kotick's um, previous misdeeds, we'll call them. Um, hi. Uh, yeah, if there was lawsuits that were settled out of court, you'll have the evidence because you will have paid the lawyers and there will be statements, but I guess you probably shredded that, didn't you? Uh, when the when the government came calling. That's pretty awkward, isn't it, Activision Blizzard? Guess we'll never know who's telling the truth, whether it's you or the Wall Street Journal. But I know who my money's on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, um, no doubt about it. Go on. No, no, no. I have nothing else to say. I think I've said it pretty perfectly. I mean, I've spoke so. again. I've spoken privately to people who have worked at Activision Blizzard in the past, and these um, these all hands meetings of pre-screened questions, like softball questions, um, isn't unheard of. It isn't new. It's, this isn't the first time this has happened. This seems to be the regular, the regular thing inside Activision Blizzard, from what I've been told, um, from people who have worked uh, at the company before. So again, yep. it just line it just lines up with what has been reported and what I personally know about the company. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I tend to just look at this and go, "That that all happened." I'm sure it did. Um, yeah. Next news story. Yeah, let's go for it. Microsoft Xbox boss Phil Spencer tells staff he's deeply troubled by Activision Blizzard. This is from Sean Hollister over at The Verge. He writes, following a bombshell, you've already know all this stuff. Uh, the company's big console partners, Sony and Microsoft, are semi-privately expressing their distress. Bloomberg is now reporting that Microsoft boss Phil Spencer has now told staff he was, quote, disturbed and deeply troubled by the horrific events and actions, end quote, at Activision Blizzard, and that Microsoft is, quote, evaluating all aspects of our relationship with Activision Blizzard and making ongoing proactive adjustments, end quote, as a result. Uh, a Microsoft spokesperson told The Verge, quote, the Bloomberg report is accurate. Microsoft also shared a generic, completely unrelated statement about how Microsoft wants a welcoming and inclusive environment for all of our employees at Xbox. Yesterday, Sony PlayStation boss Jim Ryan similarly told employees that the company had expressed, quote, deep concern, end quote, with Activision Blizzard, according to Bloomberg, adding that, quote, we do not believe their statements of response properly address the situation, end quote. These private statements from Sony and Microsoft obviously don't carry anywhere near the same way as if these companies publicly called out the situation at Activision Blizzard, and it's not clear if either company is interested in taking any concrete actions yet. Activision Blizzard is one of the most powerful publishers in the video game industry, and both console makers rely on them to provide new big-budget games for their consoles. 
That said, Microsoft and Sony also want to be seen as a committed as committed to a less toxic video game industry, and Phil Spencer in particular, who has made combating toxicity part of his public brand, quote, this type of behavior has no place in our industry, end quote, reads part of Spencer's new memo about Activision Blizzard, according to Bloomberg. I think Microsoft are going to cut all ties. This is Activision. This is the crucible. <laughs> this is like, right, Phil, yeah. you've, you've, we've praised you to the fucking ends of the earth and back. We've praised Phil Spencer to the ends of the earth and back for everything that he said and done on Xbox since especially the last few years because he said and done all of the right things about everything um but this is the test right now because this is the part where you have to put your money this is the part where you have to put your money where your mouth is because if you really are committed to combating this kind of behavior within the games industry you have to respond to this more publicly than simply saying that it has no place in the industry okay you believe it has no place in the industry what are you as a leader in the industry going to do about it yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and I'll say this to you, to you, Jim Ryan, as well. You guys need to, this is where you guys come together and you literally come out and say, Activision Blizzard or Activision, whatever, we are suspending all of your games on our console for the foreseeable future until the actual active change has been made in Activision Blizzard. Now, we're not going to tell you how that should go. You know how it should go, type of thing. But you need to do this. And I'll say this right now. You Both of you need to do this. You two are the most powerfulest console makers out there. Sorry, Nintendo. Um, Are there any even Activision Blizzard games on Nintendo? Uh, <laughs> uh, not, not, uh, Crash and Diablo, I think. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, either way, like they need to come out and literally, you need, you need to. This is, this is not, this is no word of a bollocks here right now. Yo, Jim Wright, if you can literally cut Cyberpunk out of your freaking console, you can take an Activision game. No offense, no offense. I know I'm, they sell, they sell you a lot of consoles, but no offense, you're gonna keep on selling even without this game. Because um, no offense. Well, we've I'm already gone past the the huge launch day sales, right? So I mean. Yeah, and I'm not going to say they're not going to lose money. They'll lose money. They'll lose a lot of money. But I mean, if you're both committed to the to this, it's now's the time. Can you walk? Yeah. Are you going to walk the walk, or are you just going to talk the talk? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing about it. It's not the. Uh, it's no more. No more staying silent. You got to walk the walk now. Both of you, Jim Ryan, Phil Spencer, walk the walk. We'll walk with you, hand in hand, on Phil's side because. Jim, you still give me the creeps. I have Game Pass, right? <laughs> so I don't, I don't buy Xbox games. I, I download them off of Game Pass. But like, if, if Xbox do this, I will, I will continue to subscribe to Game Pass. I'll stop buying their games. I will. I'll support them financially if, if they wanna, if they wanna actually do something about the absolutely abhorrent situation at Activision Blizzard. I'll buy Halo on December 8th when it comes out. I don't need to. But I will. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm all about... We, we talk a lot about like not buying games, right? About not supporting companies. About not supporting Ubisoft and Activision Blizzard and other companies that 
have this kind of toxic sort of have this toxic workplace culture and abuse people and and use people up but we never talk about the flip side of it and it's like well let's support the companies that actually take a stand to do something about it yeah in a real way not just in well it's pointing at it from a distance and saying well this sucks like in in a real meaningful measurable way because i guarantee if either console maker did something like what you're suggesting moody bobby kotick will be gone yesterday because Microsoft or X or Sony or both would start losing a lot of money, but so would Activision Blizzard. That's the thing about the one who is the more likely to do it is probably Activision. Uh, no, not Activision, it's Microsoft because not only they they out they out money they, they they're richer than Activision either way, but they don't have the security deal when it comes to compared to what Sony has. Sony obviously has the marketing rights when it comes to their Call of Duty games, so I don't know about the legality terms about that about that or anything like that. I'm not it's saying it's easy get... and not complicated. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying like the the more logical one is probably going to be Mike is is probably going to be Microsoft because Microsoft are in a whole different ballpark when it comes to even thinking about their triple A games in general. So <clears throat> yeah. You're right. But yes, both of you should do it either way. <laughs> yes. Um, it's time to 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 back those words up, right? And, and, and if you're feeling left out, Nintendo, you do as well. You Come do on it as in. well. Come on, on in, Nintendo. Come here, Nintendo. Come here. Let's go. Come on. Go on an adventure, Nintendo. Yeah. Cut that Crash Bandicoot out. No one liked him anyway. And get rid of that Diablo. No one likes them anyway either. <laughs> Feel like one of your fanboys at me right now. <laughs> you just made all the fanboys angry simultaneously. <laughs> they, all, they all screamed out. <laughs> Welcome to the club. It's great. I have in in. I have no joke. I have been called. I've been called a PlayStation fangirl, an Xbox fangirl, a Nintendo fangirl, an Xbox hater, a PlayStation hater, and a Nintendo hater. Sometimes simultaneously. Um, it's 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 special. It's called having a nuanced opinion, right? Um, but uh, it's <laughs> it's wonderful existing on the internet sometimes. It is indeed. You want to know, ladies and gentlemen? It has been over a hundred days since we signed our open the open letter at a better Ubisoft to set out the and support the key four elements that they are demanding the Ubisoft to come to the table with. None of their demands have been met, so we will continue to call them out with the tweets that Amy are going to talk about now. Exactly. So better you, so as Mooney pointed out, the podcast, the podcast? On the podcast. This is the podcast. The Twitter account, <laughs> the better Ubisoft Twitter account has been posting on, uh, on their Twitter uh, some of the reasons that have been shared. Wow, you got bright really all of a sudden there. Jesus. I opened the wrong tab. I opened Ooh. my calendar open and it went bright. <laughs> um, yeah, there are some of the reasons that have been shared by people signing the petition, including one reason by our very own superstar podcast host, Daffy Moody. No one knows that. No one knows that. Don't tell them that. You said it last week on the podcast. No, <laughs> you I went, one of these is mine. <laughs> no. But no one knows which one, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I do because I sent a screenshot of it, and I and I sent, "Was this you?" And he went, and I was like, ah, "I know you so well at this point." Oh my god! 
Uh, so these are the tweets uh, num- there from the past week. Number one, I support a better Ubisoft because it's astonishing how little leadership seems to care about improving Ubisoft's widespread reputation as a toxic workplace. Fans have noticed the mass mass, of, mass exodus of talent in recent months and are losing faith. Uh, next up, I support a better Ubisoft, because I used to be a fan. I, I even was selected as a star player, but learning about the abuse as soon as the victim stepped forward last year, 2020, really made me disappointed at the leadership, and I've gotten more and more disappointed ever since. Ooh! I scrolled down, and there was a picture of Bobby Kotick. <laughs> Smiling, eh? He has the evilest devil-unlooking smile ever. It's creepy as hell. Uh... It just it just it took me by surprise. Um it's like he's haunting me because I've just spent the past hour talking about how shit oh, how much oh, of a God. shithead he is. Look at that. Well, that's just creepy. <laughs> you can see the devil you, you can the see the horns. <laughs> uh next up, I support a better Ubisoft because Yves Gilmore once told us that our feedback is what makes Ubisoft grow. Here is my feedback. Do better and abuse in your company. Uh next up, I support a better Ubisoft. Because workers are at a safe working place and are saying their future when their work is the only reason the company continues to exist. I believe that's all of them. Sure is all of them. I can do your maths. Um, that's everything that we've got for this week on the Better Ubisoft section. As I've said to Moody and as I will continue to say, other people might stop talking about this, but we never will until it's fixed. If I have to talk about this until I'm dead, I'll do it. I hope I don't have to. Because that's a lot. A long time, hopefully. (laughs) I'm going to stop before I jinx myself. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Where we go? Where are we? We're here. Okay. Shall we keep going, Moody? After I just made that lovely noise into the microphone. <laughs> we go on. Our friends, the eagle has landed for them. They're in Ghostbusters. <laughs> huh? Our friends are at Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, okay. I've got at a message off Phil. That mom. Got a message off Phil. I'm not going to read it yet, though, because this will become words about Ghostbusters, the joke we made last night. <laughs> Ah, let's keep going. Young people reportedly at risk of far-right extremism through online gaming channels. This is from Ed Nightingale over at Eurogamer, who writes, Online gaming is being used to recruit young people to far-right extremist groups. The news follows a report published by the Home Office concerning the Prevent Anti-Extremism Program. Figures show the number of referrals of people vulnerable to a risk of radicalization, of which the majority, 46%, were regarding extreme right-wing radicalization. As reported by The Guardian, the use of online apps and platforms is appearing more and more in referrals of far-right extremism, according to Prevent Coordinator Sean Arbuthnot. Arbuthnot. In particular, that includes gaming platforms and chat apps like Discord. Arbuthnot discussed the practice of these far-right groups who promote the narrative that COVID is a hoax and purport white people as a minority in Britain. Quote, If you engage with them on a YouTube platform and scroll through the comments section, you may then find links to more encrypted chat rooms or extreme right-wing codes or signs and symbols that you may be tempted to research. 
That's one of the, the troubling ways right-wing extremists can play on the fears that have resulted from COVID-19 and conspiracies to groom, essentially, vulnerable young people in the online space, end quote. A Home Office spokesperson said, quote, It is vitally important that if anyone has a concern about someone they think may be being radicalized, that they act early and seek help, end quote. Indeed. Um, this is insane to think this is happening. But, like, I even have done a thing, like, at college. Like, say, if you see someone, like, if you think it's getting radicalized, let us know and everything like that. And blah, blah, yep. blah. And all that. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, well, I take it the lengths they are going to try and survive because they know the right wingers, you know, your day is numbered. Oh, you, God, I wish your day is numbered. I will not, maybe not in our lifetime, but our, your days are numbered. We all know this, it's coming. We all know that have, the, the, the youth are a lot more progressive. Than have you met you Gen Z? Old. Those guys are fucking crazy. They will, they will just, they, they, they'll just run up to a fucking police officer and punch him in his fucking helmet. What age group is that again? Gen Z. Uh, that's um, fuck. That's uh, uh. What's the thing? When you see Z's and X's, wait, hold on. I can figure this out. I know, I, I know loads of Gen Z people. I prefer. I know. It's weird, Moody. I like hanging out with them. They get me. Uh, it's from nine, uh, 1997 and 2012. People who were born between 97 and 2012. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, it's like, we all know, like, uh, the youth are a lot more progressive than the old, the older generations and everything like that. We all know that. It's, it's facts. It's out there. So, the right, so that's why I say, like, the, the right-wing extremist groups, your days are numbered. <laughs> it's happening, but it's going to be a slow burn and everything. But um, Progress always way, is and it always will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's no doubt about it. So to go to this extreme lengths, wow. Well, but when I guess when your thing is extremist groups, I guess you'll do anything. But yeah, this is terrible and it's very worrying. So like, you do not read a YouTube comment. Do not re go into the chat forms of YouTube comments. So stay out of it. Watch the content you want to watch, but stay out of the fucking the chat room. I like think... it's a cesspool of shit. The, I like, mean... Oh no, go on. go on, go on. Like I love uh, Wrestle Talk, one of my favorite YouTubes out there. Like they, they, they I, I think the content they do for wrestling is incredible. But I stay the fuck out of that chat. I'm like, no way am I got in that. <laughs> there's a there's yeah. an issue as well with. I mean, this is obviously a major, um, a, a big concern. Um, yeah. But there is also there is also the problem of of algorithms feeding people into far right actual content like yeah. you know it's all i'm good yeah. saying to stay out of youtube comments stay out of twitter threads and stuff like that like i'm i'm a sadomasochist i go into those things like when i see uh a, 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 a some kind of trans related tweet that's gone viral or semi-viral i click it and i scroll through and i find all the turfs and i block them <laughs> <laughs> like I am a sadomasochist when it comes to this shit. Um, I'm not in any danger of being radicalized to the extreme far right though. But like, there's a problem with like the algorithm funneling people towards this extreme far right ideology. Like, if you signed out of your YouTube account right now, um, and just like went in, not signed in, or went in with a brand new account, you'll 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 very quickly start being start being recommended videos by Stephen Crowd or Ben Shapiro or Jordan Peterson because it's it's it for whatever reason, and it's probably got something to do with engagement. Like the like those, you're far more likely to be shown content by 
creators like that than by creators like me, like an LGBT creators like us, LGBTQ plus people. Like yeah, it's... I literally because I sorry, sorry about in there. there was literally one incident that literally baffled my mind. You know, Amy knows everything like that. I'm a huge F1 fan. I love I love the racing, but Lewis Hamilton's my favorite. I love the guy. I think he's incredible. Flawed, but he's an incredible driver, yeah. especially an incredible driver. Shout out so to his helmet course. this weekend. Oh, that was amazing. Shout out to you. Shout out indeed. But um, anyway, um, so obviously, like, uh, if I miss a race, very, very rare, but if I miss <laughs> a race off, um, I'll watch the highlights on YouTube or anything like that. Uh, or if I want to see something about Hamlet Lewis, I, 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 like, I, I find it and everything like that. So because of that, I have to actually knock it off and then I go on the next day. There was literally one part, one thing, oh, because you looked up Lewis Hamilton for this race or something like that, we recommend this video. One of them was literally a person, a white pasty white dude, literally making a video complaining, saying Lewis Hamilton is a massive hypocrite because of his privileged upbringing because of because of his driving and everything and i was just like why do i want to see that yeah so <laughs> i don't want to see that i'm here to watch f1 yeah. not to hear someone whine because because lewis hamilton has become yeah. incredibly wealthy and famous because of what he was able to do because the algorithm is just feeding you quote-unquote popular formula one videos right um it's like that's how the algorithm on social media and i'm not just going to talk about youtube here that's how the algorithm on social media oh, works yeah, yeah. like when i i looked up um it's how well, yeah i looked i looked up a, a while ago now it wasn't that long ago but i looked up a battle something to do with battlefield um on youtube i watched a, a video or something to do with battlefield 5 um, now, for those that might not remember, when Battlefield Five was first revealed, um, one of the one of the protagonists was revealed to be a woman. Um, so naturally, YouTube, the 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 norm, the section of YouTube, you you know, I'm always talking about when I talk about this, took that very calmly, and made hundreds of videos about how this is historically inaccurate, right? So, like, I watched one Battlefield video, <laughs> and all of a sudden. I'm getting recommended videos by shit heels who are complaining about a woman in Battlefield Five, and I'm just like, I why why would you think I want to watch this shit? Like, why would you think I want to watch this shit? But it goes like, it it can be casual, um, as much as anything like this can be casual. You and I both watched many, plenty of clips or videos of incredibly bad faith Last of Us Part Two discourse by very popular gaming YouTubers. And that shit is where it starts. That shit's where it starts. Like, the transphobic, sexist, misogynistic criticisms of The Last of Us Part Two before the game even came out because we were just talking about the spoilers at that point. And then that's the start of the slope, right? And then you start sliding further and further down, right? Like... Those content creators, I'm not going to name any of them, are on the end game. They're the start. And it's like a gateway into more and more extreme positions and more and more extreme content to the point where you get to the point where you are denying COVID, <laughs> shouting about how vaccines are, are, are fake or don't work or give you autism. Um, and that's what that's where the that's where another part of the trouble comes from. It's a pipeline. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I watched a video. I think, I think it was on Netflix about like this all of this thing and everything, and like how they did it was just like wow, damn man. 
I didn't really understand it. I won't lie. I just didn't understand or anything like that. And I was just looking at it. I was thinking, and that's like, I think it was that video that basically made me go, yeah, I'm only going to have basically one social media outlet. And I was Twitter. I made a decision to stick on Twitter and everything like that. And I don't know as much as like cesspool. They're all cesspool cesspool of shit and everything like that. But um, uh, yeah, so that was basically like a, yeah, I just went nope, 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 and nope. <laughs> it's like when everyone like tells me, "Oh, please uh, create a TikTok account." No, I ain't touching yet. No, please follow me on Instagram. No, the, please follow me on Facebook. Fuck no. <laughs> the TikTok algorithm is the only one that's gotten it right for me so far because it basically just throws lesbians at me like twenty four seven at this point. Like I, I, I am on. I, I get a few book <clears throat> recommendations. Um. A few uh, D&D TikToks every now and again. Um, every now and again, I get a gaming TikTok. I don't actually get that many gaming TikToks on my For You page. And then it's just like 95% lesbian content. TikTok figured it out in like 30 minutes. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this is what you want to see. And I'm like, this is exactly what I want to see. Thank you very much. Please. It, means like, it, it, it just knows me. It knows exactly who I am and exactly what I like, what I what I want to see. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Unfortunately, YouTube is the opposite. I had to, I had to abandon my YouTube account because you know you can have like multiple accounts. I had to abandon the one I was using and I and I used another one that I hadn't. It was there. It was always there, but I never used it for anything. And literally, I've subscribed to like a dozen YouTube channels that I really like. <laughs> And then if I watch videos that aren't from those channels that are subscribed, like I watch them on a different YouTube account <laughs> so that the algorithm can't pick up that I'm watching thing, other things. That's pretty wild. <laughs> Not going to lie. Like a lot of mine right now is Pokemon content. <laughs> yeah, right? Like I've watched some weird stuff, like doing research for like retrospectives and stuff. You have to like, I've gone down some really strange rabbit holes. Like when I did the control video, I did this whole research section on like brutalist architecture, um, in which was especially prevalent in the Soviet Union in the 60s and 70s. It was just like, you go on some weird tangents when you do research like that. And YouTube doesn't really know what to do with that information. <laughs> it really doesn't. When it comes to my college account, I'm just like saying tutorials of how to do this. What, 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 what are you trying to do? Just go to the right wing extremist, you idiot. Uh, yeah, where are you going? This, what about this Ben Shapiro video? <laughs> Fuck off, YouTube. <laughs> oh, let's move on. <clears throat> let's move on. Streamlabs accused of plagiarism. I'm not going to lie, that's really oh, awkward. That's really awkward right now. This is from Jeffrey. Oh, I'm, no, I'm just looking at the Streamlabs OBS that I'm currently using to record this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm making I'm making a self-deprecating joke about R and I'm attempting to switch you. Uh, this is from Jeffrey Resolver at GamesIndustry.base. He writes, This week, live streaming tools developer Streamlabs was accused of plagiarism by streaming service Lightstream. This followed the announcement of its new service, Streamlabs Studios, for Xbox console users. Lightstream tweeted a comparison of Streamlabs Studios and its website, which appeared to be very similar. Content creator Ion Brandon, great guy, you should follow him everywhere, showed that both services also had user reviews that appeared to be identical. Lightstream wasn't the only streaming service that had concerns with Streamlabs Studios. 
OBS Studio said via Twitter that it was advised about Streamlabs services name, Slobs, Streamlabs, OBS, uh, Open Broadcaster Software, despite expressing that it didn't want the name to be used. Streamlabs proceeded to use it and file a trademark. Streamlabs released a statement addressing some of the concerns it has faced. Quote, we're taking immediate action to remove OBS from our name. Actually have. Um, said the company, Streamlabs OBS is built on top of the OBS open source platform. Streamlabs OBS is also open source and our, course is co our code is publicly available. We take responsibility for our actions and will support the community, end quote. Following the allegations of plagiarism, the company's business practices were also called into question. A former staff member at Streamlabs also pointed to alleged unethical practices at the company, but didn't provide further details. Let me provide the further details, because fuck me, there are some stories I have seen. <laughs> I think we talked, did we talk about them last night? A bit, when we were streaming, or, or I just imagined that. I got multiple games and I've asked like to say what the hell's going on because I just couldn't be bothered to have a look at it and I just kind of knew you were going to throw it in the news eventually for this week so I was just like uh, do I look it up or do I just wait and everything so like who was going to shout this Ryan. at me on a podcast <laughs> yeah I think Ryan kind of did a the dumb version of it for me yeah yeah basically so like this is part this is like the first part of the story like this is all that was in the news article that I, that I pulled from games industry office. Uh, which is the plagiarism part, which is, like, it's a serious issue, right? But it's also kind of hilarious at how, like, how did they not know they were gonna get, weren't going to get away with this? Like, so they they copied the Lightworks website page, the web page, like, to the point where they, 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 they even copied the user reviews for Lightworks and put them on their own website, but changed the name to Streamlabs. Damn. Like, how do you think you're going to get away with this? And then they were like, oh, it's placeholder. Like, what were you using as a... Why were you using someone else's website as a placeholder for your own? I won't, I won't lie. When it comes to OBS in general, I literally thought OBS and Streamlabs OBS because they had OBS in it. I literally thought they were just the same company, just different branches of it. I literally thought that. Yeah, a I lot of people did on Twitter. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize they were that. separate companies and everything, so... So, I, I didn't uh, know, obviously. I, I mean, I knew they were separate, but I, like for me personally, that is. But I didn't know, like, they'd filed, they'd, Streamlabs had filed a trademark for their name, which, like, and then purport that their thing is that all their stuff's open source, which is, like, no, it's two different things. Like, like, I didn't know that part. I didn't know that they'd basically taken the name without, like, against what OBS had said to them. Which, yeah. like, you know, OBS themselves have said, like, they haven't done anything illegal here. Like, they, they can just take the name because it's an open source thing. But, like, it's, it's, pretty, it's, it's shitty of them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Like, I don't, like I say, I don't know much about it or anything like that. Like I said, like, uh, like I said, like, I honestly thought they were both the same company, just different branches. So, like, just hearing about this and everything's like, so it's a bit wild to me. And, like, and, like even OBS, so, like I said, yeah, technically they haven't done anything wrong. It's shit, and it is it is absolutely shitty. And I now understand why you're saying you want to switch over from Streamlabs, Streamlabs, and everything like that. Especially, I think it's funny. Ask for I installed the bugger. Sorry, about <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, because it seems like it was like it's easier <sighs> software to do for streaming and everything like that. So I thought, all right, I'll I'll hop off and just rub over to Streamlabs. And then eventually, I just went back to OBS after after find out just a little bit, like what you said and everything. But well, yeah, is that? Um, 
and then obviously a lot like a lot of stuff has come out since then um about the way in which streamlabs as a company operates like with its um with its employees um it's really annoying that 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 story did not pick it up um because no one seems to have no one seems to have picked up the second half of the story. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> Which is like, by the way, this company does not have a good history of uh, treating its staff or its users in a good way. And I'm trying to like sort of like do it now, like finding things on Twitter. Um, so there's one here. During my time at Streamlabs, so many people in marketing were reprimanded put on performance plans and or fired for speaking up against unethical business practices to the point where they basically got rid of the entire marketing team by late 2018. Um, you see shit like the blow up today, which is referring to the, the, the plagiarism and wonder how did they, how, how did they do that? You'd think someone in the room would have been like, Hey, this is a bad idea, right? Right. Streamlabs fires those people for not being team players. Like, there were allegations of there's a there's a there's a subscription service to, to Streamlabs. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Uh, I always minimize it as soon as it comes up on on Streamlabs, um, which is really easy. Like you can really easily sign up and not be notified that you've signed up for it. Um, and people who worked at Streamlabs, and again, this is all allegedly. This is just things that I've seen. People who've worked at the company say on Twitter. Um, who said who have pointed out that it needs like it should be taken off because it's pretty unethical for the for this to happen and for the response from Streamlabs from the leaders at Streamlabs to be we're not going to do that because we make a lot of money from people accidentally signing up and not realizing like that's the kind of company that <laughs> that Streamlabs is is allegedly being revealed to have always been wowzers yeah. So you can see why I I wanted to point out that there is actually a second half of this story um, that has nothing to do with plagiarism. Unfortunately, it's no one's really pulled it together. Well, that's just real shit. So Streamlabs, you suck. I'm glad I understand. And moved over. <laughs> yeah, will, like as I pointed out earlier uh, in this podcast, we stre- I, we've both streamed for like the past six days straight. I will get. I I am spending tomorrow. I'm doing a stream tomorrow, as I mentioned, and then after that stream, I'm gonna work on moving everything over. So expect expect the stream on Wednesday night to be a disaster as I try to use a new piece of soft- software for the oh. first time. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Um, so. Oh, I'll I'll make a hash. I always do. Like you know me, I, oh. <laughs> I'm just gonna push oh. all the buttons and we'll see what happens. Thought <laughs> out so if I was able to, you can. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, you know what? I'm gonna hold off on this for for a week. Should we do? Oh, I won't lie. We didn't really play that much of that one either. I mean, we didn't, but like that's why this isn't a review. I need to get something off my chest about Forza Horizon Five, really. Okay. And okay. I feel like I feel like you know what it is. Okay. Because so. I played more of it when we stopped streaming. Because we streamed, so we streamed Forza Horizon Five last week. Yes. 
uh, on one of the nights. Wait, do you want me to do a full intro? Yeah? No, it's fine. I'm just going to leave this in as part of the podcast. I want to talk to you about that, actually, but I keep forgetting to mention it. Um, yeah, so we streamed Forza Horizon 5 for a bit last week. I was very excited. I never played Forza, a Forza Horizon game with another person before. I played every single Forza Horizon game. Um, and I was really excited to play it with Mooney because, like, as much as like people like think we just argue all the time, like <laughs> we kind of do. We kind of do, but I feel like we enjoy each other's company. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I certainly enjoy your company. Um, we got some amazing clips out of it as well. Thanks, Alfie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Check out my license plate, baby. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we almost clipping you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like the one where you hit me. <laughs> what did well, I I'm hit? Thinking, yeah. <laughs> me. I'm thinking the one I just went. I went. highlights in December. Oh, that is good in the highlights, baby. It definitely is. We're gonna have so many car hi- driving highlights. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, do you want to tell them what you think of the game itself? before like should we talk about the game itself before we talk about the thing i want to get off my chest this game is when it comes to okay visually this is a masterpiece. oh my god to be frank visually this is chef's freaking kiss this is the arguably the sexiest game of this year yeah. Like there's there's been some a masterclass of look of brilliant games and different style forms and everything but this one's just like Playground games just literally just said, just hold my freaking beer. Yeah. So Moody's talking from the perspective. Moody's talking from the perspective of an Xbox Series X owner, and I'm talking from this the perspective of an Xbox One X owner. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, this game looks fucking unbelievably good. Yeah, yeah. Because I had you up on stream and I think I could see, and I was thinking, damn man, <laughs> like that looks pretty. And then I, then I turned my head and said, damn. Damn! Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. The cars are amazing. Like they, they they got the detail down pristine when it comes to it, and there's some amazing cars out of there. I don't like this driving game. <laughs> now, just just, just just before just, Moody continues, I do. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's me. Yeah, I know it's me. It's not the game. It's nothing. It's literally me. I am literally. I prefer a racing game which literally is F1. I won't lie. I'm not ashamed to admit that. Like I prefer the 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 proper the competitiveness, I guess, of it, like in that type of style. For me, there's no real competitiveness in this game. And just driving around like a headless chicken, which was by it was fun at certain parts. I can't deny that. We have some funny clips that like we've said coming yeah. in December and everything. But um, this game just for me doesn't work for me personally. But like the what the, the it's it's kind of like I, I kind of feel like how I fed, felt when I played Red Dead Redemption Two. Like I can literally come out and say Red Dead Red Dead Red Dead Redemption Two is arguably a technical masterpiece, but just did not work for me. It, the story it was I just didn't work. Oh, yeah. It was slow for me personally. But when it came to everything else, it's arguably a technical masterpiece and. Take my cap, take my cap off to their developers, even though they crunch like crazy. There, you yeah. really need to sort that out, Rockstar. Drive away, um, and it's kind of like the same how I feel like this. They've this is arguably a technical masterpiece in its looks, its visuals, its sound effects, it's the whole thing. And if you like that, how 
the mechanics are for this game, then you'll love this game. But for me, I don't enjoy it. That I don't enjoy that. So it was just not the greatest experience for me. And I think if you watched the stream, you would have heard me not enjoying myself and actually getting verbally very annoyed oh. more at myself than the game. Right. Yeah, because well, we didn't we didn't finish the stream at four, so we finished the stream with Faz. Um, so there was a reason. There was a reason for that beyond just yeah what you were talking about. So like, it's the difference between a simulation racer and a and an arcadey, a more arcadey yeah. racer, and that goes that does go down to the controls. Like that's the reason why I don't generally enjoy more simulation racers, right? Like I I I, I for me, and I've said this for every Forza Horizon game that's ever been released. Like, for me, playing it, it feels like what I want, exactly what I want a racing, a driving game to feel like. Like, I feel like I can control this game. Like, the cars, like driving the cars really. And yeah, sure, I fucking crashed into things and did stupid shit and there'll be clips of me crashing into stuff um, in the next highlights video. But like, for me, like, I feel like I can control this. Whereas like, if I'm playing something like F1, for example, like, I don't feel like I'm in much control of what I'm doing. Like, and I don't really like feel comfortable at any moment when I'm playing that. Um, so it's it's very much like you said. It's very much like different styles for different people. Um, it's kind of fortunate that both of those people happen to be on the same podcast, so we can contrast. Um, yeah, yeah. Because for me, like Forza Horizon, all of them have always been mechanically speaking, like my favorite like driving game. It's um, too loose for me. Like I lose the back end so much time when I'm just like, why? Why is this happening? Why are my wheels not sticking to this fucking ground? I just remember us dri- we were driving in the temple in the rain and you were just like, uh, 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 it's not settling. <laughs> yeah, the car would not settle. Or, or, the, or, or the, the moment a couple of minutes later where you were like, you could just go past me, you know, and I went, no, I think I'll stay behind you if I'm being honest. <laughs> it's safer. <laughs> um, but no, like for me personally, like everything we already said about the, the technical side of stuff, the... The, the graphics, it looks incredible. And I'm playing on, like I said, I'm playing on an Xbox One. Um, the 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 sound design, I can't really speak to the music because I was in stream mode the entire time. So the menu music that it plays over the radio is really good. Um, the sound effects, phenomenal, of course. Like all the different car sounds and the crashing sound effects are pretty good. I got, I got, a, <laughs> I got a taste of a lot of those, <laughs> of cars crashing into other cars at 200 miles an hour. Um, that's all great. But for me, I love the mechanics of it. Like, and I love, I love the, like, it's weird for me to say this, like, of the like, past few years I've had with gaming in general, but I love the open world nature of it, of just like blasting around and finding things to do. Um, yeah. like when we found the danger sign or when we found the, the speed traps and we were just doing those things and then like, you'd find a race, um, and just do the race. Um, and again, I played on a bit, like, like after the stream by myself. Um, I drove up to the volcano. Really, I drove up and into the into the level of the volcano and did the did the things there. And oh my god, <laughs> looked really good. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like that whole like progression curve and stuff. It like it's almost got the opposite problem of a lot of games that I've played recently, where it just keeps throwing things at me way too quickly. Where it's just like, before I know what's happening, it's like, oh, we need to set up uh, our next outpost. <laughs> like, I, I, be- I feel like I've barely done anything, and you're progressing me through to the next part of the game. 
um, and you're dropping cars on me left, right, and center, and I'm wheel spinning, and suddenly I've, I'm getting all this fuck, these green trainers, or like all this money, and it's just like, just stop. Like, you feel like you're trying to stop me every two seconds. Um, but it's a fun game. I really enjoyed it. What I didn't enjoy <laughs> was how fucking broken the online multiplayer is because we had real problems with this um and doing research like while we were trying to play it and stream like we are not the only ones um having real issues with trying to play with friends um me and moody had constant connection problems like he kept disappearing like i don't know i know you were getting wound up by me going hey where are you but it was because i couldn't see you like and you were like i'm right behind you and i'd turn around and i'd be like no, yeah. I'll just take your word for it. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about, I think, Oslo, the online connections was winding me up as well. I yeah, it was winding both yeah. of us up. Um, like, I think that's part of the problem, right? Where it's just like, you were saying you don't want to, you, you didn't, you like, you didn't just want to like run around and like have, do like random stuff. And it's like, well, we, we tried to do races, but it went badly um like i feel like if the online system was working properly like we wouldn't have been as so aimless um as we were because we streamed it for like three hours um like we wouldn't have been so so aimlessly wandering the map but like we had like again you disappear you keep disappearing like we had connection issues like moody kept trying to invite me into his convoy and it kept telling me he couldn't what was it that what was, was it my own, you were in your own in convoy so you yeah. couldn't I, join another yeah. convoy. like you know it's like what yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was just broken um you try we do a race if we ever successfully managed to both get into a race when the race finished it would boot us both out in our own worlds again um it was an incredibly frustrating experience and it really started to annoy me because number one i was having a bad time and i was really excited to play the game with moody specifically with moody um because i can just play this game by myself and have a great time i know because i've done it four times before but like this was the one i was gonna play with moody um so that was frustrating but what frustrated me more is it's one of the best it's the it's it's the best reviewed game of of the year and i can't even fucking play it with moody because the multiplayer is fucking broken so how the fuck did that happen I get yeah, that the well, game is amazing and it's a technical masterpiece and it feels great to play. I get all of that, but there's a portion of this game <laughs> that doesn't work properly, and that yeah. really that was where my frustration started boiling over. That's understandable. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it's just incredibly annoying. Like, like I was, we were both excited for this game. We were thinking, oh, it's going to be amazing and everything, and it's just totally it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have a great time with this game, right? But when I think back on it, when we sit down to do our Game of the Year stuff in January, right? And when I think back, when I'm looking at, like, putting a list together, I'm thinking back on Forza Horizon 5. No matter how good Forza Horizon 5 actually is, I'm always going to sit there and be disappointed because I couldn't play it the way I wanted to play it. (laughs) Ah, you're mute. No, I'm not. Oh no, you're not. You, it, you didn't come through. That was weird. You, okay. <laughs> that was weird. Discord being Discord. But yeah, it's like I'm always going to be disappointed that I didn't get to experience it the way I wanted to experience it. Yeah, that's going to be disappointing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Because like by the time they fix the multiplayer, I'm probably going to be like 
neck deep I'm in done. inhaler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It's just that's <clears throat> just how it works. It, yeah. And that multiplayer yeah. works even though it's in beta. Like I played it for three hours the other night and the game crashed once. And all I did, like it just went out. It just crashed after a match back to the back to the dashboard and I just clicked the icon, loaded back in, and I was in a match within like a couple of minutes. It's like it was no big oh, deal. That's good. It was no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Um, just before we do games out this week, we predicted uh, what Game of the Year awards, uh, Game of the Year nominees would be at Game Awards last week. Yes, we did. Uh, all three of us did. Joe Medfoss was here. Amazing, per- amazing. He's an amazing guy. Go follow him on Twitter. Um, but me and Moody actually made a list of six games, and I wrote it down because I thought we could compare it to the actual Game of the Year list. I got three out of six. I got five out of six. <laughs> Damn you, Resident Evil. <laughs> I, the thing is, everyone's saying that kind of... What was the game last year that everyone was thinking, why is that nominated? Doom. Doom. It's, it's this Doom year's Eternal. Doom. It's this year's Doom Eternal. And I'm just like, guys, Resident Evil Village is actually a good it's game. It's a really good yeah. game. The ending is maybe a bit iffy. There's no doubt about it. Just of how it plays and everything. Or like when you oh, switch when over to Red Field and everything. <laughs> yeah, become, basically when it becomes a Call of Duty game, <laughs> that was about yeah that bit as well. Um, yeah, and other yeah. than that, it's like still a really, really, really great game, and it's deserved all its love. So the nominees, just to just to really quickly recap, are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Psychonauts Two, and Resident Evil Village. I called all of that except I said Returnal instead of Resident Evil Village. I'm gonna be honest, Moody. That game was not on my radar to be, in the, be nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards at all. Which one? Resident, Resident Evil. Yeah, I think it's because, like you say, it came out so early this year. What, one in April or something? Uh, April, oh, God, it was something like that. It was ages yeah, that's ago. Like, like, it was literally ages ago for it. And like, I was a bit surprised. That's what I like. The biggest surprise for me is, I don't mean it in a bad way, just because uh, I can't comment because I haven't played it. Is Psychonauts 2? Because I literally thought Forza Horizon 5 is in a shoe on here. It's got to get nominated. It's, it's the highest rated game this year, and it didn't even get nominated. I was what, like, what the hell's going on here? It's one of those things where it's like, like there's so many like people at so many different outlets that nominate these games. And it for me, when I was predicting, when I was doing the predictions, and we were talking, you were talking about Forza Horizon, and I didn't think it was going to get nominated versus Psychonauts 2. I was literally just calculating in my head how many people who are nominating, who were like voting on the games, have played Forza Horizon Five versus how many people have played Psychonauts Two. Because I feel like the racing slash driving genre is probably a a more niche thing than a platformer that's on game. Like you know what I mean? Than like a three D platformer. Yeah. Um. That was where I was coming from with it. That was why. Yeah. I, like, is Psychonauts 2 better than Forza Horizon 5? I have any idea. I played it for an hour and I didn't like it very much. <laughs> like, so... Ugh. Yeah, there are some, like, uh, I was I was not surprised Ratchet & Clank got nominated, was not surprised Deathloop or Metroid. Uh, until you called it, so I said it last week, I did kind of forget about It Takes Two, but, like, It Takes Two, it's not a surprise. Like, Everybody was talking arguably, about that game. Yeah, F, arguably that is the most, the best mechanical game this year when it comes to its gameplay. Gameplay is brilliant. The gameplay variety it's like, is incredible. It's incredible to what they do of that. Like, 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 like we've said many, many times when it comes to this game, 
it is just the fundamental problem with the story that we have with the game. Everything else apart from that is literally brilliant. It's fantastic. But this the but uh, oh and but oh anyway, it's still I would say it still deserves its nomination. There's no doubt about that. Uh, like I said, Pua Resi, it's literally the it's like the odd one out this year, which is always one odd one out, isn't it? Yeah. So here's the question I'm going to ask you, really. You must have known this was coming. Out. What do you think? What not? What do you want? What do you think is going to win Game of the Year at the Game Awards? It takes two. It takes two. That's your prediction. I'm writing it down again. They want Joseph Farris to come on there to say fuck the fuck Oscars. The Oscars he's going to do that either way. Actually, I think he's learned. I don't think he's. I think he's still boisterous, but I don't think he's going to do something like that again. Um, my radio is still on. Turn off. There we go. I am going to guess. I am going to predict that Deathloop wins Game of the Year at the Game Awards 2021. That would have been my second pick. I feel like that's that's the one I saw the most the voting people of the voting demographic talking about. Microsoft wins by not having a game on their console. <laughs> the Xbox Game Studios published PlayStation exclusive death loop. Who's that a victory for? PlayStation or Microsoft? <laughs> it's like we got it. Why don't we just let both of them win? Peace, like maybe if Deathloop, in... if Deathloop yeah. wins Game of the Year, peace can be achieved in our time. <laughs> and Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer can truly come together and conquer Activision. Uh, I have a question. I want to ask you one thing though, because I don't know if sure. you've ever seen it. I'm wondering what are your thoughts on the best ending game? Because I was very surprised with some of the omissions. So I've got some complicated thoughts on best indie games. Like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface this. By doing the YouTube thing of saying, like, I'm not that bothered by the, by the Game Awards, as you know, Moody. Yeah, it's um, not that. But, um, like, a lot, like, some of them aren't even fucking indie games, man. Like, <laughs> three, three of the games on that list were published by a billion dollar publishing company. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's cool, and they're great games, and I loved all of them. But, but like, the two different things. That's why they're probably yeah, saying it's just like, it's just like, what is any like, what like, I'm drilling down into an even more like existential question of what the fuck even is an indie game anymore? Is it just anything that's not a third person action game? Is that what we're just calling indie game at this point? Pretty much. I was, I'll say this, I was very, very, very surprised 12 minutes got on there. Um, I guess a lot of people. It's very mixed. It's like it's like seventy in it. Or I something don't know. On the, on I, I don't. Well, to be fun, I discon- Like when I got to the point that I talked about in our review, that really like turned me off. I disconnected myself from the discourse around the game. That's fair. Like I said, the game, like that, the story, is incredibly terrible. Um, Kena, I haven't played things. Things. I can't, I yeah. can't say anything about Kena yet. Desktop. It's actually always going to be the one that wins it. Oh, it's the one that's going to win it. Yeah. Um. um you know about it in inscription it's a great game like people who like that game love that game Uh, and luke hero again it's a phenomenal game Um, i was just very surprised that chicory wasn't in it well chicory wasn't backed by a massive publisher so i guess it's not getting into best indie game which sucks even more that's what i'm saying like what there's five nominees three of them were published by devolver digital who are a billion dollar publishing company what keenan bridge of spirits was pushed 
very heavily by PlayStation and 12 Minutes was pushed very heavily by Xbox and was published by a freaking film studio. Like, Chicory didn't have a... Like, it's weird. Like, and this it annoys me to talk about this in the best indie game category because Chicory didn't have a chance because it wasn't a, published by a huge publisher. So a game like Chicory, where, how was that going to stand in? How was that going to stand out enough? And then you're into a point of what the hell's the point of the best indie category at this point? <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I, I was just, I was very curious. Yeah, no, it's I don't, I don't mind. I, you know, I don't mind. Like the games for impact category, right? So here's what got nominated in games for impact: Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. Like if you take out Life is Strange, True Colors, like that's a more indie list of actual, like of more of games that are more actual indie games and i don't mean to throw shade at the teams or the people that worked on the games in best indie and 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 honestly like it's such a nuanced discussion that i don't really feel like i have the capacity to have right now but, thing is to right though games of impact is probably exactly the more indie one ever apart from apart from like the strange. strange true colors yeah the rest of them are all yeah big impact i've seen games, people i've seen people calling it takes two an indie game man <laughs> like I won't lie, there was one that made me laugh, though. Most anticipated game. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon, Vivid and West, Zelda, and Starfield. And I was talking this with my class and everything like that. So who do you think is going to get nominated? Who's going to win that one? A lot of people, like, some of them lean towards, like, the PlayStation or some of them lean towards Breath of the Wild saying, are you stupid? You know, there's only one game out of these five that have has proper gameplay and it's getting talked about a lot right now, and that's Elden Ring. It's Elden Literally, Ring. people previewed the fuck out of that for ten hours. That's the thing that's going to get nominated and win this. It's Elden Ring. Yeah, and like I say, Ragnarok's not coming out until 2023. <laughs> that's what I was saying to them. <laughs> Pretty much, is Zelda yeah. coming out next year? I wouldn't bet money on it. <laughs> Personally, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll say like I always say, like yeah, Jeff Jeff Keighley is a like he just a lot for the game games industry, but his games award, like I said last year, is literally a pile of is a giant marketing. It's nothing. It's like a giant marketing content like creators play dr- wet dream basically. I am uh, I am at the game awards as someone who watches it live. I watch the game awards for the trailers, the music, the the musical performances that are related to gaming. So like the, the the time that they did the Doom soundtrack or the game orchestra, you know, like the Persona Five stuff they did last year, that was really good. Um, or when churches performed Death Stranding live, like still those kind of music performances, I'm there for those things alone. And like the one speech that I know is going to go viral, like the awards are such an afterthought, but they're also so generic. Like when you look at the nominees in almost every category, there's such a generic list of games that I just yeah. look at it and go, "Well, okay, whatever." This uh, is the thing. Like, I, like I was saying to my class, and I, and, and, and I just want to like end that what I've just said there by saying like that's no shade on the people that made the games. Like, congratulations for being nominated. You worked your asses off for it, and I really appreciate that work. But the games industry is a lot more interesting than the game awards might lead you, I believe. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, the game like the game awards are not nominated by developers; they are nominated by the journalists and content creators. And I'm just gonna say, um, it. I I pay more attention to the Dice Awards than I do to the Game Awards. Yeah, I pay more attention to the Baftas than the Game Awards. 
entirely do because they're the one the, the one that are actually no offense the most prestigious out there and those are the ones i actually truly paid attention to because they actually put proper weight into it and these ones are literally like i said it's a glorified marketing employee and i won't lie when it comes to the best score and mess music this year that is going to be an interesting that's not even i think it just made me laugh so that's artful skip Deathloop, guardians of the galaxy which is nothing but Licensed music. Licensed music. Near Replicant and Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk got two. Fuck. Cyberpunk got two. No, 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 no. Right. I was going to say we need to get into games out this week, but now I want. I'm demand. I demand you read that list to me again. So the nominees for best score and music are The Artful Escape, Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Near Replicant version. Blah 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 blah. That might be the worst. And it and I, this this week the video games award have broken Amy unlike Joe last week. I, but no, I mean it's all good music. Don't get me wrong. Again, but how is that the list of did, were people playing? Did people play games with the music turned off this year? Is that what was happening? Like, I. And I also just want to shout out, shout out to Erica Moore for her performance for Alec Chen for getting a nomination. Yeah, because she was amazing. She was amazing. Um, what the fuck happened to the game awards? <laughs> what the fuck happened in that category about music? Did everybody just forget what music sounded like? Like. Those are good soundtracks, the ones that I've listened to um, and played. But there are lots and lots of better ones. Death Store, where's Death Store? Death Store's soundtrack is unbelievable. How did that not get? Okay, I'm, 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 are you, I'm like yeah. a fucking skipping record at this point, Rudy. Narita Boy, yeah, Narita Boy is one of my favorite scores this year. Didn't even get a fucking. Nudge. <laughs> I doubt any. Uh, how many fucking games journalists even bothered playing that? That's true, yeah. But oh, it's gonna be it's just gonna be amount it's gonna be the same amount of plays. The two games that come out next week and games out next week, ladies and gentlemen. And everyone, it's Farm Simulator twenty two. Uh so there's twenty two games of this version or No, it's the year in it, twenty two. So twenty twenty two. Okay. It's coming PC... out on November twenty second, which is, I think is funny. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. PC PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and Stadia. That's still around. Now with the exciting addition of seasonal circus circles new machinery categories and crops will add new gameplay mechanics to machine machinery mechanics yeah to the experience short and sweet tunnel of doom pc is an action rogue light hybrid that mixes tower defense with melee and ranged combat gameplay randomly generated every run is different as you guide angel on the quest to rescue her husband Gather your resources, discover perks, and use what you find to battle waves of monsters. That's it. There's two games. That's it. It's time for Open Critic Head to Head. I'm not even going to try and talk about either of those games. I know nothing about them. It's Black Friday weekend, so nothing's coming out. Um, 
Yeah, it's time to play Open Critic Head to Head. This is the game we play every single week where we try to guess the Open Critic average of one upcoming game. Whoever guesses closest to the score gets one point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, myself, Moody, and Joe Medforce, who's an amazing person you should follow everywhere on the internet, tried to guess the Open Critic average of the Pokemons. I guessed it would get an 88. Moody guessed it would get an 84. Joe guessed it would get a 77. And at the time of recording, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl has an open critic average of 77, which means Joe gets two points because he got the score correctly and we're never inviting him back to play open critic head to head because I feel like we're going to get rinsed. <laughs> I lodge a protest in this score. Uh, he's not here. He's not part of the team. I should get the point. Nope. Because I'm closest. Nah. There's no point. They, neither him, Foxes, Keith should be allowed should get all their points separated and those games pointed out put into the right categories between you and me because they are a part of this oh you do you do realize you're doing a christian horner here right yeah i'm getting my best karen out you're getting your best karen out. i would like to speak to the manager well unfortunately for you manager the, uh, moody the manager is me <laughs> and i would like and to i to i say i do i did not want to exclude joe from our game last week and fair play to him for getting the score completely, 100% accurately, <laughs> um, on his one and only appearance on the podcast. Well, he'll be back though, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he will, be back. He, yeah, will be, he will be back. back in the future. Um, so yeah. that leaves the scores at Amy 22, Moody 21. And as you might have noticed while we were doing games out this week, there isn't really much coming out this week. So I decided that we are not going to play Open Critic Head to Head this week, but I'm holding the game until a future week. So we're going to do like two in one week to make up for it. Because I didn't, I didn't, to be honest, like, I didn't, like, you're, you're behind. I didn't want to <laughs> be like, haha, here's one potential point that I've taken away from you. Well, I wouldn't be behind. It would be tying if you just got rid of Joe. I'm not getting rid of Joe, though. I'm going to tell him he said this. I'll tell him himself. <laughs> I'm going to be like, listen, like, Moody, Moody is like telling me to get rid of you. No, not tell me to get rid of him. No, 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 no. I'll word it however I want to word it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Moody. You'll get out of this. No, no, I'll word it how I want to word it. Uh, fun fact, though. The, the game... So the game I originally put in the show notes last week was Battlefield 2042. But it already had, like, a couple of reviews. It didn't have a score yet, but we decided, because it had some reviews, we'd just oh, switch to Pokemons. It's yeah. on a 69. <laughs> Yeah, Amy probably would have got like, two points for that. <laughs> you would have what? You would you? Oh, 100% I would have picked 69. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dropped like a shit on a stick. <laughs> and it's only been made worse because Halo's out now. <laughs> well, that's for Call of Duty as well in general. Because, like, more full Activision in a year putting their online servers all on Microsoft. And then Microsoft decide, oh, oh uh, well, yeah, you have this part. Uh, push all of our servers to Halo. Make it as stable as we can, please. Hey, that game <laughs> is fucking stable. For yeah, for something yeah. that's in beta, work, works like a charm, right? I won't lie. Fudging better be stable. They took a year off to get the thing sorted. <laughs> I think they need it longer. Because the the there's Forge and Court campaign co op now have been delayed again to like oh, you, May twenty twenty two. There's no doubt about it. They needed longer. They needed this to come out next year. 
and everything. We know this. The date of when this game is releasing tells you that for me. They just said that this is coming out. They feel like they have to say it's coming out this year and lock it in. So that's why they've left it to as late as they technically could yeah. in December. I made a mistake, though, Mooney. I, uh, I read a couple of the campaign previews for, for Halo Infinite. Um, it sounds really good. <laughs> like, people are really impressed by the campaign so far. But what I find fascinating about the campaign previews is, because I read the, the one from thegamer.com specifically, uh, they've played the full game, but they can only talk about the first part of it. First five hours. Or yeah, it's like the first five hours. So they're talking about the first five hours, but they're also like, they're, they're like subtly hinting that like, no, the rest of the game also delivers. <laughs> like, this might be the, this might be like the fucking ultimate Halo game. <laughs> and I'm and just like, motherfucker. And it sucks we can't play co-op on it. I know. I know. The one when you might actually like. But, oh, apart, I from Halo 4, apart from Halo 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked 4 Story. 4 but, Story, I think, hey, was really, the, really good. There was some stuff in there where it was like uh, reading the previews and stuff. There was keywords I pulled out of the preview um, that made me think Moody's going to really like this because <clears throat> they're talking about the, the the more human element of the story. And I was like, that's the thing me and Moody liked about Halo 4. <laughs> Moody, this game could be, could be brilliant. <laughs> and now I'm, but now I can't wait. <laughs> the thing I'm still da- not down for is the the far cryness to it, the but, open, the open world part they so, put into it. So I I linked the the preview in Discord. I don't know if you actually read it. It was a few days ago. No, I, probably not. Read it because yes, if that's where it was going, but I don't think that's necessarily what's happening. The only one I've watched watched was uh, Skill Up. I watched Skill right. Up. I like, I like Skill Up. He, do, he does it in a very good way. Oh, Moody's gone. I guess he, I guess he hates Halo. <laughs> what happened there? I don't know. You just disappeared. Did I? Did I just sign out? No, uh, no. I don't know. You're, 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 you're just a f- f- tiny face in a brown screen right now so that's gonna do it for episode 282 of the words about games podcast <laughs> i don't know what happened you there. just did disappeared i, I was trying to get you i was like i was like saying no don't worry i think i don't think halo is gonna be like far cry and you just went poof <laughs> my pc just broke and like i was like i was like because i've got the overlay on i was like split across both boxes because i was full screen all of a sudden um well, yeah. didn't you. Nah, fuck that. It's funnier <laughs> if I leave it in. So, um, yeah, I'll relink it. Have a have a read if you get a chance. Oh, gamer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we'll get out of here because uh, we're about yeah. about it's about that time. So that's gonna do it for episode two hundred and eighty-two of the Words About Games podcast. Thank you very much for watching. If you've watched or listening, if you've listened, it's. I think we had a really good podcast. I think we talked about some really tough issues, but I I think. I think we did it in a very productive way. I was expecting a rant, and neither of us really ranted. We were growing ups about the whole thing. I think it's just like we've had the entire week to talk. If this was like Tuesday, and we recorded on a Tuesday, well, I think we would be like, "What?" The- yeah, and, I, and, and everything. I think because, because we had we like had- five or six stories as well. <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's also like we've had a week basically. We've almost had seven days to basically digest it and like 
mall call it and and like mull, mull over it and everything. Yeah. So and then regurgitate it back in Bobby Kotick's stupid fucking face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like what you said there. I am probably that. gonna title this podcast something along the lines of Bobby Kotick as a pilot human garbage. Though. That's fair. That's fair, there's no doubt about it. But Mooney, I don't want to end on a negative note. I would rather end this podcast on a positive note. What have you got for me? The weekend is over. The new week has begun. So let's start with some positivity and push it all the way through to the weekend. Rise up. Start fresh. To see the bright opportunity that this week will bring you. Remember, you are awesome. And you're awesome too, Rudy. Try. Well, you succeed. Say bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)